This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Raven Up Pod, the 1-0 Baltimore Ravens. Nice win on Sunday against the New York Jets to open up their season. Hope everyone enjoyed watching the game. I know I did. So good to have football back. In our episode this week, we're going to break down what went well on Sunday and what didn't go so well. Overall, it was a solid game for the Ravens. They went on the road. They won a football game. They are 1-0. and And then we're also going to look forward to the game on Sunday versus the Dolphins. Uh, it's a rematch game from last year. Things did not go the Ravens' way last year down in Miami. This year, it's the Ravens' home opener. Dolphins have to come up to Baltimore, and we're going to talk about what the Ravens need to do to make sure things go a little bit differently this go-round. Let's get right into it. So overall, on Sunday, the Ravens played a pretty solid football game. It was pretty evident there was some rust. You know, first game of the season to be expected, but maybe even more to be expected this year when a lot of their starters didn't even play a snap in the preseason. We talked about this previously. Um, We kind of, again, expected this. John Harbaugh wanted the team to be as healthy as possible so that meant not having a lot of the starters get any reps in the preseason, just trusting that they would be able to turn it on when it was game time. And that first half, it was uh, it was. Definitely a pretty slow start. A lot of Ravens fans probably had some frustration there those first few drives offensively. Thankfully, the defense played pretty well uh, just about the entire game and uh, did what they needed to do. But yeah, the Ravens, they got the job done. They left a lot to be desired. Lots of uh, room for improvement there, but they got the job done. As I said in the opening, they are 1-0. and They went on the road. Uh, winning on the road in the NFL is not super easy, no matter uh, no matter who you're playing, even in, if it is the New York Jets quarterbacked by Joe Flacco. But uh, yeah, overall, Lamar, again, he started pretty slow, and then he got it going a bit in the second half. It was really nice to see the three long touchdown passes, two of them to DuVernay, and then the bomb to uh, Rashad Bateman. And man, I just love seeing Lamar uh, just flick that wrist, and the ball just explodes out of his hand. Had three really nice touchdown passes. Um, Really tough day for the Lamar can't throw crowd. Again, that's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. We know Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, but just watching him make those down the field passes uh, was really nice to see. I tweeted this out there. It was also encouraging to see just Lamar having success pushing the ball down the field when he was at his best last season. He was really picking up downfield chunk passing plays. A lot of it was to Hollywood Brown last year. And that's another reason why it was so good to see, you know, he loses his number one wide receiver target and the Ravens don't really replace him. They expect Rashad Bateman to step up into that wide receiver one role. And nice to see Bateman have the long touchdown catch. He was kind of quiet after that. But again, the Ravens kind of had the game uh, in control the whole way. They were running the ball a decent amount. So overall, just nice to see the Mar connect on those long touchdown passes. Uh, one area of concern offensively is just no running game. Part of that is probably on the offensive line for not really opening up many holes in the running game, but then you got to give uh, some of the blame to Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, Justice Hill. Uh, I think the Ravens had like 63 rushing yards. They averaged three yards a carry. That's got to be better this week. I trust Lamar Jackson to play, you know, the hero ball 
carry the team when necessary, but I'd much rather prefer Lamar to have some more help, have a running game, and not have to do every single thing and carry the load. And then defensively, man, those guys just balled out. Offensively, there were some question marks, started out slow, but no such thing for the defense. Uh, This defense did what good defenses are supposed to do against uh, not-so-great offense, but the Jets do have some good wide receivers, some talented running backs, and yeah, it just felt bad watching poor old Joe Flacco back there just take a beating. Uh, The Ravens' defensive line and their front seven just got after it all game long, started right away, and then went throughout the fourth quarter. Great games from uh, Justin Matabike, Calais Campbell, uh, Broderick Washington, Justin Houston all looked really well. Ravens had, it was three sacks, but hit Joe Flacco a ton more. They had one or two sacks that got taken off the board after a couple late flags penalties in the secondary. But the front seven, man, that defensive line looked really good. We've heard a lot about this group. And keep in mind, they don't have Travis Jones, the Third round rookie pick that uh, really flashed a lot during training camp in the preseason. He did just return to practice today. I'm recording this Wednesday night. So it's a possible possibility that he might play on Sunday. If I had to guess, he might be still a week away. But uh, just adding Travis Jones to that Ravens defensive line could be really scary. Uh, Michael Pierce as well played really well. He was all over the place on Sunday. I got to give some credit to Patrick Queen. He played every snap. Uh, on Sunday. I think it was like 84 snaps. The Ravens were on the field a lot on defense, just kind of how the game went. He played every snap, which was uh, pretty important because Patrick Queen kind of was on and off the field a lot. Last year, he was taken off on third downs quite a bit, and he's spoken a lot about how Mike McDonald, his hiring was like the best moment of Patrick Queen's career, is what I believe uh, Patrick Queen said. And yeah, he's really playing just energized. He has all this confidence and it's really nice to see. He played every snap. He was uh, held up well in coverage, had a half sack, I believe, and just looked really, really strong out there. He just, yeah, he looks really refreshed. He's really happy that Mike McDonald is back. Uh, Marcus Williams, he did Marcus Williams things. He's uh, His quote afterwards was funny after he had that interception. I think he said something like, yeah, I'm not really surprised at the interception. That's just what I do. I love that confidence. He's like, yeah, I, I picked the ball off. I bring in interceptions. That's what I'm paid to do. Love seeing him make that early interception. And that's what, yeah, that's what the Ravens signed him to do was to force turnovers. They needed to secure that back end of the defense. And that's what he did. The Ravens uh, didn't really even get tested too much, but they didn't allow anything over the top of the defense, which is what you want to see. I do have to say the Kyle Fuller injury just that really sucks. He played every snap up until that point of the game without Marcus Peters. He was kind of that second uh, cornerback and he goes down with a season ending injury. And that's just really unfortunate. In addition to uh, Juwan James also went down. I tweeted this out there. It's not like those are, you know, injuries that are going to derail the Ravens season. Those are kind of like key depth guys, but they are important positions of need and positions where the Ravens have their own injury concerns. Obviously Marcus Peters and Ronnie Stanley are on their way back, but they're not back yet. So both Kyle Fuller and Jawan James were playing uh, critical roles in giving the Ravens some depth in that position. So Super unfortunate. Ravens can't even play one game without losing two starters to season-ending injuries. They are bound to get some better injury luck at some point. Let's just hope it happens soon. 
And then got to give some credit to the special teams. Tucker did his thing, made his only field goal, and made all his extra points. And then rookie punter uh, Jordan Stout looked pretty good. He had probably more work than Ravens fans were hoping for, but I think he had like six punts, three of which went inside the 20, and uh, just looked really solid out there. So all in all, it was a good game. Again, the Ravens go on the road. They get a nice win. Game wasn't really too close. They uh, really had it in their hands the entire game, but plenty to build off, plenty to improve, especially offensively. Just want to see more efficiency. Lamar was 17 for 30, so really barely completed over 50% of his passes. I would like to see him be a little bit more efficient, and then would love to see uh, a better running game. 63 yards might have been the fewest rushing yards in the Lamar Jackson era. Um, don't quote me on that, but one of their worst rushing games by far with the Mar Jackson under center. So want to see that improve. And yeah, let's talk about next what the Ravens need to do on Sunday versus the Dolphins. So the Ravens home opener Sunday against the Dolphins. Miami comes to town after last year's game. The Ravens went down to Miami and got blitzed like crazy. And it's kind of the first game where the Mar Jackson really kind of his season spiraled downhill. He never really looked the same after all those blitzes that he faced. And unfortunately the Ravens just never really had an answer with Lamar at quarterback when they were getting blitzed for the rest of the season. So some things I'm watching for some storylines we're going to dive into here. Then we're going to talk about some matchups to watch on Sunday. Very first thing though, got to talk about how do the Ravens respond to that all out blitz from 2021? Uh, it's the same defensive coordinator down there in Miami, new head coach, but same D coordinator, mostly the same defense that again, sent Lamar into that tailspin last year. Uh, I'm really looking to see, can Greg Roman respond and get uh, Lamar Jackson and the offense clicking to me, they got to get the ball out quick. They got to make the Dolphins defense pay if they're going to load up the line of scrimmage and put eight in the box. We saw a couple of long touchdowns. We talked about it earlier. Saw a couple of long touchdowns in week one. So the Ravens are going to need to be able to do the same thing if the Dolphins are going to want to load the box, load the line of scrimmage, and show those you know cover zero looks that they did last year against Lamar. And when something works in the NFL, you go back to it. So I totally expect the Dolphins to test the Ravens. They might not blitz quite as much as they did last year, but I absolutely believe they're going to bring the house. They're going to do what they did last year to see if the Ravens have an answer because really Greg Roman and the Ravens offense didn't have an answer all last year. Even after the Dolphins game, they were very vulnerable to those looks. So really hope that we can maybe hit a few quick hitters there. Maybe we can get Bateman going or get some of the other wide receivers going and really be interested to see how that plays out. Uh, Something else I'll be watching. We talked about it earlier, just the running game. We got to be able to help Lamar out, not have him, being the sole, you know, being the guy that has to carry the entire offense. So if I had to guess, maybe we see J.K. Dobbins for limited, you know, carries, five, ten carries max, maybe, but need him, Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, whoever it is, we need those guys to keep the Ravens on track, you know, don't have second and nine, third and eight, you know, with the running game operating like it was last week, they were just operating behind the chains the whole game, and We know how effective the Ravens can be when it's second and six, second and five, third and one, third and two, and the run game's working. It's not just all on the 
running backs, it is on the offensive line as well. Uh, Patrick Ricard did not really look like himself week one. He didn't really make an impact. And also Nick Boyle didn't play. He kind of got scratched. It was a healthy, healthy scratch, it seems like. So if those two guys can bounce back and we have them out there, that really helps the running game as a whole. If you do not have them out there on the field on Sunday, you got to figure out ways to run the ball because it's critical to our offense. And then on the other side of the ball for the defense, how does the secondary and specifically the defensive backs, how do they hold up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, which could potentially become one of the best one-two punches in the NFL this year? Tyreek Hill comes over from Kansas City, has a put it put up I think 97 yards week one. Uh, Waddle had a good game. I think he had a touchdown on 87 yards. So those guys are blazers. They can run. Not really sure who is going to be matched up on who. Marlon played in the slot some week one. I did mention we lost Kyle Fuller. So it's going to be up to Brandon Stevens. Hopefully Marcus Peters, maybe he's out there. I'm saying he's like a 50-50 chance to play. But even if he does play, I don't think he's going to be out there 100% of the snaps. So it's going to be on Marlon. It's going to be on Brandon Stevens. It's going to be on Jalen Armour Davis and Pepe Williams out there. And yeah, we're going to see what the Ravens cornerbacks are made of. Again, it sucks when you uh, sign someone like Kyle Fuller. You hope to have that depth there, and then you lose them week one to a season-ending injury. They're going to be put to the test. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, those guys can run. Good wide receivers. Uh, and then also, can the defensive line just continue to feast like they did week one? Miami's offensive line, I would say, is similar to the Jets. They have some talent, but overall, they're just an average unit. I did see both of their offensive tackles are, I think, in line to miss practice during the week. Not really sure if they're going to play on Sunday. If they are relying on their backups, it's going to be another opportunity for uh, Odafe Way, Justin Houston, those guys on the edge. And we already talked about the defensive line and how strong they played on Sunday. So if they're going up against a patchwork offensive line, can they replicate that? Can they get all around uh, Tua, make him uncomfortable, get those pressures in the pocket and affect the game in a big way? So let's transition now to some matchups, specific matchups I'll be watching come Sunday. First, to me, most importantly, it's a matchup of two people who won't be playing on the field. It's Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman against the Dolphins defensive coordinator Josh Boyer. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, but can the Ravens make the Dolphins defense pay if they're going to load the box? Greg Roman had all offseason to figure out ways to beat that sort of style of play, and we're going to see if it works on Sunday. That's that's all. That's that's what it's going to come down to. Nothing much more to say. And then another matchup I'll be watching. Uh, Brandon Stevens. We talked about this just a minute ago, but he's kind of the Ravens. I would say most talented corner after Marlon Humphrey, and not in, not including Marcus Peters. Obviously, I'm just not sure if he's going to play. But Brandon Stevens is going to play a big role. I think he faced like six or seven targets week one. Held up pretty well. He did let up a touchdown at the very end of the game, but he's super athletic, very versatile. We're going to see what he's made of. He's going to probably play almost 100% of the snaps out there. He's either going to be facing Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, somebody super talented. So hopefully he holds up okay. And then let's also hope that uh, Mike McDonald can put him in good positions and give him help. 
this is where it might be really beneficial that the Ravens drafted Kyle Hamilton. The Ravens added Marcus Williams and they kept Chuck Clark. So you're going to have three safeties on the field a lot, especially now that you're dealing uh, with a pretty big injury in the secondary. Let's go into our unsung hero for this week. I'm going to stay with someone who's hot and go with Patrick Queen. I think Patrick Queen has another sack, maybe a couple of passes defended, good coverage on the running backs out of the backfield, maybe even give him a forced fumble. Um, I, I just say all these things. Maybe he'll have one or two just really big, impactful plays. But I think Patrick Queen is going to really be a good uh, be a good good player on the field on Sunday for the Ravens and make a difference when the Ravens need a big stop, which takes me into my prediction here. Keeping things quick this week. I'm predicting a 26, 23 win. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Ravens and dolphins are pretty evenly matched up at this point in the season, especially with the Ravens dealing with so many of these major injuries. Dolphins are a decent team. They're going to be probably in the hunt for a wild card, assuming Buffalo takes care of that division. But the Dolphins are a pretty good team. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to come down to the wire. Maybe special teams makes the difference. The Ravens obviously have, I would say, the edge on just about everybody when it comes to special teams. But I'm going 26-23 Ravens. Also going to be keeping my eye on who is out there in terms of the injuries. Can we get... Maybe J.K. Dobbins back. That would be awesome. Maybe Marcus Peters. I'm not fully expecting it, but if we get Marcus Peters, that would be huge. And then the real long shot, I would say, is Ronnie Stanley. I think Ronnie's still a week or two away from getting out there on the field. But that's going to do it for our episode this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you're new, you can find us at Raven Up Pod on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're still listening at this point, would love if you can uh, give the podcast five stars or leave a review because that just helps us uh, be seen by more people. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week, and let's go Ravens.